Welcome to Drunk on Social, the symposium, where we help you stay ahead of social media trends, share the latest news, and highlight the strategies that are working to help you grow your business. Now let's join our hosts, Tristan and Jeff, in three, two, one. Drunk on Social, episode number 17. Tristan, this is a cool one because I'm actually sitting next to our guest this week because I'm visiting her in Colorado Springs. That's right. And uh, we're not going to talk about, well, we might talk a little bit about why I'm here, but uh, I'm here because she is the the absolute best at putting on client events. Oh, stop it. Absolute Just best. Just 600 attendants of clients. <laughs> I'm sure some of the agents watching are killing it just as much. Well, I was thoroughly impressed. So ladies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, without, uh, I won't, I won't give her any more introduction. Lana, Lana Rodriguez from Colorado Springs, Colorado, which Tristan and I have become very good friends. Tristan, I'll let you, you know, I'll let you say something about the Lana, Lana Rodriguez is just one of my favorite people uh, in real estate. She's not only a badass as a real estate agent, She's super sweet and super kind. Uh, I think it's one of those people that you connect with her and you realize, holy shit, she's super smart. And she sticks around forever because, dude, she's just so sweet. It's like, I want to be friends with her all the time. So Lana, you rock. You, you really are one of those people that, that stay at the forefront of people's minds because of the things that you do for them. So congratulations on that. Thank you, Tristan. Thank you, Jeff. What a what amazing intro. I'm so humbled and honored. And of course, I'm so excited to be featured on this amazing podcast. This podcast is new. So we need to get out more people listening to it and tuning in. That's right. That's right. And you know, it's interesting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue into this, uh, this topic. So obviously, we, we're interviewing guests who, have, of course, have, a, uh, have built a large brand and presence on social media. And so we just left lunch uh, here at the Garden of the Gods, which is an amazing Wait, wait what did you eat? Uh, I had an elk burger. Oh, damn. Look at you destroying the elk. I love keeping it. Keeping it local, keeping it Colorado. Yeah, keeping vibe. it Colorado. That's right. All right. All right. How about you? How about you, Lana? What'd you have? I had scallops. <laughs> you had what is that? Scallops. Scallops. Oh, scallops. You know what? For a second, because I was thinking of uh, elks. I don't know. What <laughs> I heard you say cubs. And I was like, you had elks? I was like, I don't know what they're called. <laughs> uh, no, scallops. Seafood. All right, and what did what did Sean have? He's in the background. Sean had, Sean had scallops, scallops as well. Yeah. Uh -huh. What? Uh, unacceptable, oh, Sean. Did. No, I'm sorry. He did have a bison steak. That well. makes sense. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Perfect. He's yeah, only so, like seven feet tall, so you know. Yeah, he's got to eat. Uh, he's got to eat for two of me. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's do this, Lana. You're an amazing agent when it comes to so many things today. I think we want to focus on the things that you're doing on social media and how you've been able to grow from there, because I'm assuming you had somebody recording the massive event that you just did so that you can replay it on social, right? Absolutely. We had our full-time videographer that Jeff got to meet. Well, it's my second time meeting him, um, John Paul. So he's been with us already for two years, uh, salaried position. So he's been there running and gunning. And then we hired a subcontractor who actually was there with a broken foot, mm -hmm. still representing and getting more content. Because as friends, you guys know, content is everything. If there is no content, there's no social proof. No, 
I, I broke down the most important thing on my list to do on a daily basis. And it came down to content, 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 content. Con it's like, it starts at the top and then everything else falls after when it comes to business. So I have a question about the video person that's on staff for you. Are they full-time? Do they work every single day? And if so, what do they do? Tell me that. I want to know that because everybody has that question. Absolutely. Full-time position. Uh, this is our second videographer. Um, the first guy was with us for first year and then he became an agent and he uh, just ventured different direction. And then John Paul was with us. This is his second year. Uh, he get, gets paid salary. His commitment to the team is Monday to Friday, pretty much nine to five. And then he has his wedding photography business on the side and he can request his weekends off. And sometimes he flies through Monday and Friday, but agreement is that his primarily focus is his video work for our team. All right, so he's in charge of editing. He's in charge of shooting. He's in charge of doing everything while he's on, on the job. And are you allowed to say how much he gets paid or is that off the table? <laughs> Just asking. You don't have about, to, okay. you don't have to uh, answer that. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to disclose that. But anyone okay, who's good. interested in, please feel free to DM me, and I will. I will share with you because those salaries vary. And I want to say that he, our videographer is getting paid uh, on a higher scale of this position. Good. Because right. I want. Uh, I want my. I want to compensate my people to live comfortably. Mm -hmm. And he good. even. Um, he was uh, living his roommate, and they, we gave him a little bit little raise so he can actually uh, move in comfortably by himself. And, and where'd you he, find him originally? Um. So he was a referral of our last videographer. They were best buds. They grew up together. But believe it or not, the first videographer, I put an ad on Indeed, on Indeed, and it was a, a combination um, ad, uh, marketing, video, photo work. And that guy who uh, applied, he's the one who only stand out with amazing videography work because there is a lot of, um, as you know, marketing gurus around and people who do photography, but no one does a videography on the level that, I expect it because clearly I'm learning from you, Tristan, and from you, Jeff, and I have my great mentor, Kerry Schull, and she's a you know content videographer because she has she has about five videographers on her team. So um, that was a standard I was looking for, and we kind of got it in Colorado Springs. I love that, Tristan. Let me let me comment on that because I will tell. So because I think that's a good question that a lot of people were wondering. First of all, it's going to be dependent upon the market that you're in. You know, we're in St. Louis, so it's going to be on the lower end. But I will say, so we have a full time videographer that we pay. 30 grand a year, which you might think, holy crap, that's super cheap. Yeah. Here's why. One of the reasons is not because it's St. Louis, it's because we don't hold him hostage to working for us. We say you can still spread your wings and do other things. So he has weekend projects. He has during the week project. He's not like nine to five. We just have an expectation of create when we need you to create oh. and you know travel when we need you to travel, but you still can do the things you love to do because most, most good videographers are very artistic and very creative. And if you, wow. if, you, if you pigeonhole them to real estate, they're going to become very bored. And so you have to almost let those people do other things right. or they're gonna end up being very bored with real estate and probably move on. You're right, dude. I pay mine six, 60, about $60,000 a year, but it's like one or two times a week they do things and that's yeah. it. The yeah. rest of the time they're doing whatever they're We're doing. Come recruit Jeff's guy, watch me. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, obviously, cost of living is is gonna is gonna is gonna depend upon your market, of course. But yeah, 100%. yep. Right. I'm sure my videographer makes double that at least in his other gigs as well. He's Probably. he our video our Papa does stuff for uh, he's doing stuff for HBO right now. 
So that's how good he is. He's doing. He is very good. He is very good. Wait till you see my guy. Ooh, looking forward to it. Dude, Looking forward to it. Well, right, I, so, I wanted to say something real quick. So before before you interrupted me to ask what we were eating for lunch, the whole point of me bringing that up was we were sitting there at lunch and two women come walking up to Lana and they're like, "You're Lana Rodriguez," like, and they're like, "You don't know me, but I'm a realtor with so and so, and and we just know who you are." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so perfect because this is exactly what building a presence on social media does. You start to become a somebody, and people recognize you. That's when you know you're winning." Thank you. Thank that you. is very cool, Lana. All right, so let's talk about that. What do you gravitate to more when it comes to social media? TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, what is it? Yeah, be completely honest. A uh, very blunt answer. It's Facebook for me. Facebook being uh, number one platform for my growth as a real estate professional and semi-micro, because uh, I'm a micro-influencer, right? You're. We all are. No, stop yeah. it. You guys are not. You guys no, are Gary V's an influencer. Well, we micro. we're micro influencers because we're influencers in a niche, you know, industry. That's right. They're in they're, they're influencers throughout everything. And so, yeah, but Facebook, uh, in my opinion, is the most easiest platform to use. Um, you don't need to be, you know, social media savvy to adapt to that platform. And we're starting anywhere from, geez, uh, you know, lab code agents, group like that. Absolutely, everyone watching, if you guys are not part of that group, you must be a part of that group. Um, the best real estate content, humor, relational, educational, and then drunk on social. If you want to be social media pro, follow us, tune into the podcast, okay? But there's so many tools. Then, um, then we go on a local level, local mom groups, local yard sale groups. Believe it or not, in my first year of business, which was 2015, uh, back then I was a brand new real estate agent and I did not have a lot of my listings. So I borrowed other people's listings in my office and I asked them, you know, kind of if I can promote and most of the real estate agents do not care. They're like, sure, whatever. Right. Especially if they're a bit older and they never use Facebook or YouTube ever. Um, and believe it or not, I used to post these listings on local yard sale pages and I got leads, leads who actually bought or sold with me later on. Uh, and then for a lot of our agents right now watching or other people, you must have your own private Facebook group. And what I mean by that, for me, since I'm a real estate agent and I sell real estate, I have my VIP client group. There's about 900 um, guests right now. And who, who are those guests? It's clients who sold with me in the past, our current clientele, currently about 500 families. And um, any new leads that I feel like they are going to work out, I add them. Because why? It gives me opportunity to strategically, strategically market to these people on a daily basis. That's like 101. In my opinion, that's 101. And Tristan, I, I want to ask this question to both of you, sure. because I say this when I speak to small groups, to realtors, I say one of the things that baffles me that I don't understand why realtors don't do is when you have a new client, you have a sit down, it's a buyer's appointment, it's a listing agreement, right? Whatever it is, are you connecting with them on social right then in the spot? Find out where they spend their time, get the, like Lana does, she adds them to her group. Every, I mean, how brilliant is that? It's a free way to market. I don't understand why more realtors don't do something like this. And it seems so simple, but I bet you, Tristan, less than 5% of the real estate world is doing that on a consistent level. Yeah, dude, it comes down to getting overwhelmed with the big picture, right? You look at it, it's like, oh yeah, and then I'll, I'll do that, but it takes so much, but they never break it down into these small incremental action steps. And that's really just create a Facebook group. Don't do anything with it. Today, I'm just going to create a Facebook group. No picture, nothing, just the name. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. May I add something else? Yeah, um, that's what a lot of agents, they take it for granted. For example, um, a lot of agents, I'm like, well, you know, with, for example, let's say if I'm hiring a new agent on my team, I'm going to check out their social media. And when they join, um, it's not a, like a strong requirement what I do, but I tell them, hey, when, you, when you're going to, you know, be tagged in my post, you're going to get a lot of friend requests. And everyone on my team, like ask them tomorrow, they're going to like, oh my God, I'm getting bombarded because I give them that exposure, but I say, you accept these friend requests and you need to understand that Facebook is no longer that private platform where you get to, you know, host your puppies and host your family photos. Uh-huh. It's a tool that you need to use it wisely. When I started real estate uh, in Colorado, I was a brand new realtor in 2015. I added every single local real estate person in my town. Number one, why? Because I wanted to build rapport. I wanted them to know who Lana Rodriguez was. Because for a long time, the people didn't know who I was. Till actually 2016, when I sold 119 homes and I pulled up in rankings, they're like, who's this lady? We need to meet her. And I've been watching how they operate. But what do, what do you think I do at this point? Right now, I'm a nearly a 5,000 friends. I removed all the local guys. I don't need to watch them anymore because guess what? They want to watch me. So what I do, I add all the, all the out-of-state um, real estate agents because I want to be in their top of mind when the referrals come. Like there is no point of me to being with the friends with the local guys. There's very little that I can take from them except like seeing their listings, but I already see it in MLS. Does it make sense? So a lot of you friends out there who have, you know, who are, like keeping your Facebook safe, don't open up to the public, add everybody. Okay. The more people you have in your Facebook, because it can be like your, your social media CRM. Does it make sense? Do you guys agree? hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I was, I was hoping you were going to keep going because <laughs> I love what you're saying. I mean, that that's another good point that, that yeah. she makes is that so many realtors get lost in that small bubble of just the local real estate. And, and, you know, Tristan, you and I talk about people all the time because we talk about potential clients and social coach and they're, they're so concerned about, well, am I going to be putting out the same content as the other realtor down the street? And the reality is, first of all, it doesn't matter because if you're doing it right, they're not your audience anyway. Why do you give a crap about the agent who works at the brokerage down the street? That's, that's they're never going to buy or sell with you. So focus on your audience, your friends, your family, your SOI, focus on growing that. And I love what you said, because a good, a realtor who's executing properly on social media is going to have 5,000 friends. And so you have to constantly be churning that list to make sure it's intentional. And for most realtors, it's A, out of town realtors, because they could be out of state referrals. And B, it needs to be all of your past clients, everybody you've ever done business with. And then C, just local community, anybody within a certain mile radius of who you're going to do business with. That's who you should focus on. And if you have friends, so if Lana has a random friend who's in Tennessee, I'd probably lose that friend because they're probably going to serve you no purpose unless you know them, of course. So focus on, you know, again, this is, it's like prospecting, treat it that way. Yeah. And you know, like, excuse me, regardless, we're all in the sales business, no matter what you're selling, if you're selling loans, if you're selling social media, it's whatever. Um, but we need to understand, and this is how I look at, I mean, clearly I've been doing this for almost seven years. So my perspective changed over a year, but now if I, um, you know, look at the person, can that person benefit me in any way? Can they bring me happiness, joy, referrals? If not, they're out. Unfortunately, my time, just like your Tristan time and your Jeff, it's too, it's too priceless, you know, um, because I, for some of you who know me on a personal level, I work my fucking ass off. Did I just say, um, cut it out. 
No, no F words here. No editing. Sorry. There's no editing. I do not cuss usually. This is drunk on social. It's drunk <laughs> on social. It happens. We're drinking so We actually had drinks before this. Just one drink each. <laughs> That's so funny. Because okay. we wanted That's to be okay. prepped. I'm That's just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, but ultimately, like we need to know like what's our time worth, right? And even though like you're putting out your social media posts, it's all energy. So you wanna you want people around you who are gonna connect to your energetical posts, not gonna go to this woo stuff. But you want people who are gonna like appreciate your posts, right? Because if you if you have a best friend John and John just bought a house with their neighbor Nancy, well fuck John. That's all I can say. I love it. It is what I it is. It. Delete well, him. Remove you, him. No, you know what? I, you know what I love about what she's doing right now, though, too, is is because there's so many realtors that this this is authentic. Remember, we say authenticity all the time. And if and if you cuss as a part of your just your language, and you change that for your persona on social media, you're not being yourself. And if you're worried about what people are going to think, well, the people that don't work work with you because you cuss are probably not your people anyway. So don't worry about it and just be you. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, Tristan, because you come off as like the Mr. Nice guy, but knowing you really well, I know you actually have a potty mouth. So <laughs> you, know where, you know where I learned it from, Who? from uh, playing video games as a, as a younger, as a younger person, I was, I was, uh, we had a league. So this is, this is my gamer streaming. Okay. We were ranked as gamers and I was really good, but I'd get really emotionally involved. Right. And I also played sports, right? I played baseball and I played water polo. And then, you know, you pick up stuff. I did not know these facts about you. Dude, oh, yeah. Oh. And so heavy sports and heavy competitiveness eventually leads to cursing when you don't win. So you have to learn to curb that as you grow. But yeah, man, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. And some people see it, some people don't. So I, I agree. I agree with you. I think I, lo I love that about Lana. I don't cuss often. You're passionate. But when I cuss, it's you, very You're passionate. When, when you cuss, you're passionate. I think that's the answer to the to Well, I, I'm Russian after all, even though my last name is Rodriguez. But. There you go. Cool. That that confused me when I first met you. I was like, okay. But then, if you, met, but then if you met Brian, you'd understand where the Rodriguez came from. Yeah, I know. That. Then we're good. All right, Lana. So tell me about TikTok because I see you on TikTok and you were you started growing that following. Tell me how that's been, and what do you feel about TikTok? Yeah, TikTok been exciting. Um, I kind of adopted it in 2020 because, as you know, most of us were working from home, shall I say, and TikTok was just a good thing for me. Um, personally, it helped me deal with a, a personal depression. I just had a surgery, and then we uh, got into a shutdown. Right, that's what mm -hmm. it's called, the shutdown. So I was just going through my oh, and my Facebook got hacked. Let's not forget about that. Tristan always gratefully helped me to fix that. So thank you. Uh, but believe it or not, the TikTok pulled me out of the gut, out of the depression gut. When remember Facebook, number one platform for me and for many of us, gets hacked for an entire month. And I'm like, what am I gonna do with my life now? It's over. But TikTok once again saved me. Um, at the moment, I have uh, organic 28,000 followers or so. Uh, I'm a little less active on the platform right now only because I just have a bit of, a bit different priorities. But when I was active, let me tell you about that time, um, believe it or not, we had closed two clients, two full-blown clients who came out of TikTok. Wow. Like that shit works if you do it effectively, right? Um, How much money did you spend like promoting your TikToks? Zero money. Exactly. Zero. I had to think about it. I was like, did I pay for that? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, zero money. And believe it or not, I, I, do, I did have some viral posts and viral posts, what do they do? They don't have bring you clients, but they bring you audience. 
Okay, and the more audience you have, the more exposure you have for your videos. And ultimately for me, TikTok is a platform to have fun. Like do not get on TikTok thinking you're gonna go super, super crazy famous. It's not like that. Do it for your own good. You know, I started doing it with my daughter. I started adapting mom humor because it was relative to me. My first video that went viral was actually mom humor, dancing in my basement, little, little TikTok dance, right? It's so basic too. That, that's the amazing so basic. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I adapted uh, my own hashtag. It's called like Colorado check. Um, it works Ooh. because it brings me a lot of local it's audience. It's a hyper local thing. Yeah, exactly. Because mm -hmm. people are searching those hashtags on TikTok, just like they do on Instagram. And so anybody who's, who, who's, who's following Colorado and all of a sudden you're, you're going to become that celebrity to them. And that's exactly how you got your clients, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And ultimately for uh, some of our audience who are watching and um, let's say social media is just not your thing and you want to start doing something besides Facebook. I believe um, TikTok is easier than Instagram, in my opinion, especially for me, because number one, the user-friendly tools for the video recording, it's so easy. You can just do it on your phone. Um, couple couple like simple buttons you record video they provided all the sounds all the captures and when you post that active on tiktok it's actually downloads to your phone so in 2020 when i did not have facebook can you imagine that um all the downloadable content i would just send out to my clients because remember i wanted to keep in touch with my clients i love them dearly so i would send them all my lady clients all these funny mom videos they're like oh this is so funny i'm like i know right but because uh, you can do only uh, as many texts. Hey, how are you? How, how's everything? You know, you can do only as many texts. I mean, like it gets boring after all. But um, humorous, humorous videos is my way of communicating sometimes. So it worked well for me. Yeah. And a lot of, again, you created hyperlocal content too. I mean, she would be, you'd be standing in Garden of the Gods, for example. Yeah. You'd shoot a video yeah. and just say something about coming to Colorado. And yeah, I mean, odds are somebody who's moving to Colorado or wants to move to Colorado is going to see that. And who are they going to think of when they move here? Totally. That's the name of the game. Totally. Very true. Very true. All right. So what are you doing this year? What are you excited about the end of this year that you're going to be doing on social, whether it's video, a new outlet that you're going to take on diving deeper into maybe social. What does it look like? What are you excited about when it comes to social? Okay. Well, it's a great question. So I'm going to, let me see. So cat is out of the bag excuse my accent. Um, so we are building a new standalone office in Colorado Springs and we're taking our time. It's our second attempt. The first attempt was going great till the building caught on fire two times because homeless people were squatting there. And um, Jeff actually got to walk through the building yesterday. It's in the heart of downtown Colorado Springs and it's going to be a standalone boutique building. I want to disclose the name, but I will not because we're getting patent, patent on it. Okay. And um, number one, what I want for this office is I want it to be a local hyper spot, not only for my team, but for local agents. It's going to be a huge open house every day, all day. We're going to have our team there, our lending partner. And because, you know, ultimately home buying and home selling process is very intimidating. So I want to, I want to delete that from the consumer's mind. I want them to come to my new office, but also we're working with designers and local architects to make the spots super, super sleek, slick, slick, both, both. And then uh, the place is going to have its own um, Instagram page because it's going to be so dope looking. Ooh. And I just, I, my goal is to go viral with this place and to be kind of like, you know, uh, like Instagrammable where other agents across the United States can actually get inspired by, by the design, 
but exposure. And of course, wow. for me, it's going to be one, another way to market me, I'm hoping to get some articles in the local and maybe not only local newspapers. So that's what we're working on. It becomes a landmark. Yes, that, it, landmark, yes. When does, it, uh, when does it launch? When does it open? When do you it have the grant? This fall. We're decided on siding and windows. We're remodeling the inside. Um, maybe we can get Tristan to come. Fuck yeah. Wow. Yes. That would be, yes. Love that. That'd be fun. I mean, I love Colorado, so love that but that's that's and you know what it's gonna help it, it was my goal since since i started real estate sort of and i just we're doing it now what a unique idea though and that's the first i've heard of this their office is going to have its own instagram page that's unique that's smart yeah. i love it and by the way it's a it's it's a converted church or synagogue or what is it yeah it was it's, a, so it's really neat the architecture the windows it's like really cool it was looking. a first synagogue of colorado springs and then it was architect's office after that, and we just bought it. And uh, the way we found it, because you know how like um, God or high power, whatever you guys believe in, works mysterious ways. We had this other building on the other side of town, the other side of the highway, and it caught on fire a second time. And I just told Brian, I'm like, it's just not fucking meant to be. And I asked him to get on the MLS because Brian is commercial now. He's like, well, there's this building just listed. I'm like, let's go, let's look at it. And we put an offer. We were the first people to see it and less people to see it. Um, first and only. Yeah. Wow. You guys. Yeah. That's a good idea, you know. Uh, uh, side note, there are a lot of places in the United States right now that are that are churches, uh, synagogues, places of worship that that can be picked up and turned around because uh, attendance is lower than normal. So just heads up on that. Really that's a great really, point. Really good, Lana. I love that. All right. Anything in closing that you have that you want to add to us? Uh, do you have a date for launching? Do you are you excited about anything besides this amazing thing that you just announced? Um, no date for launching, but um, as far as like what else we're doing here in Colorado, we're our goal is to serve 300 families here uh, this year. It's a it's a hard push. End of June, we're already at 150, so we're trending. But it's been hard. The entire team is like working their little booties off. Um, we're taking anything and everything we can. Um, but ultimately, all we're doing is just hyper-focusing on our clients. Jeff had an opportunity, finally, heck yes, attend uh, one of our biggest client events this year. It's a summer bash. We rented out an entire stadium. Imagine that brand new stadium, downtown Colorado Springs. USA Mortgage, show us some swag. Where's USA Mortgage? We have USA Mortgage well, this logo. Is, well, this is mine. Oh, here we go. You know, it was one of our sponsors, which is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, things like that, providing experiences to our clients. And that's what we did. That's what we did for the last five years to get where we are. And now I have a team of 14 people, 14, can you believe that? Um, and as I say, more levels, more devils. But uh, I feel like it's a blessing leading all these people. They're all fantastic. We're having a, a chit chat with the team tomorrow. Jeff is going to meet with meet them and they can meet Jeff. And I'm so excited. But just uh, this year, focusing on family, focusing on my team and getting um on the road to 300 so real quick let's end with this so you started in 15 which by the way is is like you're a, you're a baby in the business yeah uh you you give us a real quick trend of what you've done and what because you said you're shooting for 300 this year that's a lot of transactions it is a lot uh, and then so tell tell us the trend real fast of what you did and then um i think it's safe to say that social media has had a massive impact on that growth absolutely absolutely uh so uh Brian and I moved here in 2014. He was active duty military. This is, did you guys ever know how I got into real estate? I wanted to have a kid before I was 30 and Brian didn't. And you guys know my husband is a very strong-willed man. 
And I was like, what do I need to do to, to get pregnant? He's like, you need to go back to work. That's what you told me. And uh, we back then we were buying three properties together and we evaluated performance of each realtor. And I'm like, I think I can do better because I was in customer service since I was 14 in Mother Russia. And then I came to America and I worked, worked, worked. So that's how I got my real estate license. And then um, joined Remax, was with Remax for five years. And 2015 was my first year of business. Brand new to Colorado, once again, uh, 31, 31, 31 homes sold. Uh, pregnant too, I was delivered my daughter in September. Wow. Um, took three weeks off, went back to work in 2016. And that year I did 119 transactions, 119. Uh, had only TC. TC who was out of state, not even my, you know what I told Brian? I was like, I think I'm losing my shit. I just can't do this anymore. He's like, no, you just need to get more organized. I'm like, I'm starting a team. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but that year was year of growth. And you know, like even right now when it's a hard time, like in the transaction or in, that, in the life, I was like, how did I do those 119? And I just like loved on all my clients, make them feel like they're only ones. And I hyper-focused on every issue. That's what I did. And that's what I continue to do with the team right now. So then uh, in 2017, started a team, um, 189 transactions in 2017. 2018, 204. 2019, 230. 2020, 189. Not proud of it. Uh, I'm going to blame it on COVID Fair. because Fair. 189 in 2020 is still not bad. Nope. And now we're already at 150, like come June. Already at 150 and you're only halfway through the year. Yes. Woo! All right. So that's close. You're going to, yeah. you're probably going to go over it. So we'll see. I love it. I love it. Well, that was awesome. I mean, this has been fantastic. This is our, this is our first ever episode with a live guest. Woo. So uh, thank you for that, Lana. This well, has been fantastic. Hopefully you guys have more of those. I hope so too. We hope so too. I think so. We got to get Tristan out of out of that house that he sits in there. He Look, if it's in, if it's in the wild, I'll go. Ah, <laughs> that's why I love Colorado. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Lana, for being on. And as she said in the beginning, make sure you listen, subscribe, share, all of those things. We love to give reviews as well. Uh, don't be shy, and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for everyone who were watching. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Drunk on Social, the symposium. We are here to help you take your business to new levels through social media. Make sure to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and come join us on our Drunk on Social Facebook page. And as always, make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast app. Feedback and likes are very much appreciated.